excellent. Tune in. You won't be disappointed. We did it. We did it. We did it. I we hear you, Dixie. <laughs> We're on. <Ooh. laughs> patience, patience. Listen, you did it. You did it, it is yeah. a yeah. virtue, is it not? Especially it in is. the world of technology yeah, yeah, yeah. all right we're back everybody hello 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 welcome all of our friends welcome visitors first timers friends in dixie's land friends and holistically well circle and family dear pausey body circle everybody we are back thank you guys for holding on and for hanging in there with us Let's rewind the tape a little bit. Today is World Menopause Day. And just in case you are wondering what in the world is Menopause Day, there is a national something for everything. Uh, there was, what was it the other day? It was National Food Day or something like this. Um, something like that. There is a day for everything, I think. Everything. Now. Everything. Um, but as I was researching this, I was actually intrigued to find that World Menopause Day started quite a few years ago. And so I, I want to make sure that I definitely introduce World Menopause Day, where it came from. And there are several categories of women that are listening today. And if you are a guy, I applaud you and thank you for tuning in as well, because the women in your life need this information, but not just them. You need it as well as you are a support to those women and so that you can understand what it is they are going through. And then, of course, this lovely lady that you see to my right or to my left, based on how the screen is inverted, I'm going to introduce her formally in just a moment. Um, also, I want to acknowledge, I cannot uh, continue on without acknowledging that this, uh, this October, this month, which is October, is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I want to give a big shout out to all of our sisters who are breast cancer survivors, warriors, champions, those of you who may presently be in the fight. We just want to send love and hugs and support you and celebrate your courage while you are on this journey. I know that it is not easy, but you are doing it. Um, and lean on your village when you need to. That's a big part of going through anything well and whole, I would say, is lean on your village. So I have two different types of uh, um, techniques that are used. Um, and with saying that, I have to say that there is often a lot of controversy around the thermography of the thermographam thermographer thermography. I'll just keep it there uh, since I'm tongue tied for a minute or thermogram um, because of um, the FDA licensing of um, the mammograms. So what I would encourage you guys to do is to do certifiable um, certifiable. Uh, research. I do recommend uh, the National Institute Library, National Institute, um, which is, um, I would say, a resource that you can use for a lot. National Library of Medicine is available. It's public information. But we know that this is very, very important. So I just want to give brief definition of both. A mammogram is an x-ray picture of the breast. Mammograms can be used to check for breast cancer in women who have no signs or symptoms 
of the disease. We don't always have a symptom. We know that mammograms are something that we need to take seriously. Detection and early detection is very important. Um, and men get their mammograms done as well. There is a, a lower percentage of men who can also uh, be diagnosed with breast cancer. Thermographies uh, use an infrared camera to detect heat emissions from the targeted body region. So you can have full thermographies, you can have a breast-centered or breast-focused thermography. Uh, the digital infrared thermal imaging is the thermography used to diagnose breast cancer. This method shows high accuracy and is a cost-effective form of diagnosis. I like it as well because for me, not only is it accurate, these are my statements only, uh, representing myself, but also I have found for women and my clients in the past that may not have insurance to cover mammograms, thermographies can be an option as well. Uh, the concept behind this test is that as cancer cells multiply, they need more oxygen-rich blood for growth. So one of the things about it, I'm going down a rabbit trail here, but because it's October, I'd like to share this information. One thing that we know about disease cells and cancerous cells is they lack oxygen and uh, be they become degenerative cells when they are not receiving the oxygen that they need. Um, I also get thermographies because I have fibrocystic tissue, which is very tender, sensitive, dense tissue surrounding my breast, and it has made uh, mammograms very painful. So again, I encourage you to do your research. You can also get that information from um, the National Library of Medicine. That's where I pulled it from. I want to also share my sighting. And you can see the full description of both mammogram and thermographies. Uh, but at the end of the day, my sisters, get your breast examined yes. and yes. perform your self-breast exams as well. Anything you want to add to that, Dixie, before we go into our talk? Yeah, just to amplify what you just said, prevention is better than cure. I had my mammogram done yesterday. Mm -hmm. I have a 32-year-old daughter, had the conversation with her, and she went to get her first mammogram this morning. So that makes me so happy. Oh, wow. I did a workshop last week, and yeah. there was an advocate there who said the, the rates, she's from Beth Israel Hospital in New Jersey, and she said the the rates of cancer is exploding in younger women in their 20s and 30s and they're coming in with late stage um, breast cancer and some of it is leading to death and she also gave some other numbers which uh, you know I'm, I'm just going to share real quickly yeah for sure 40 percent um no women of color black women and other women of color are 40 percent more likely to die from breast cancer mm. and the number one killer of black mm. women is breast cancer mm. so i mean i don't think i need to say anything more like yeah just hearing that alone yes. creates urgency yes definitely and Take a deep breath and try not to allow the fear of what if to prevent you from doing what will empower your journey uh, in the long run. If the doctor through test or through the mammogram uh, determined that they need to have a biopsy done, uh, take a deep breath again, lean on your tribe and let's push through, plow through one step at a time and let's do what will be beneficial to you in the long run. Absolutely. So I had to definitely acknowledge um, October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
as well. So what is World Menopause Day? Shall we get to it? Let's take a look at it. World Menopause Day is held every year on the 18th of October. The purpose of the day is to raise awareness of the menopause. I like they, that they said the menopause. <laughs> the menopause is a very UK thing. Right? <laughs> and the support options available for improving health and well-being. That's a big reason why we are having this virtual event today is to talk about menopause, raise the awareness, but also to build a support around you ladies. I want you to be able to relax, take a deep breath, chime in in the chat if you have a question or a concern or even some feedback that you want to provide. Um, I do want to read this portion as well. This is from the National Institute on Aging, Understanding the Menopausal Transition. Menopause is a point in time, 12 months after a woman's last period. The years leading up to that, when women may have changes in their monthly cycles like hot flashes or other symptoms are called the menopausal transition or perimenopause. The menopausal transition most often begins between ages 45 and 55. And of course, if you've been listening to Holistically Speaking, we know that there are variances with that age. This is not a set age, but it's a, a clinical definition. Uh, some women um, have some other exceptions, whereas they've been thrown into directly into menopause. So this age will vary. It usually lasts about seven years, but can be as long as 14 years. Take a deep breath, ladies. <laughs> the duration can depend on lifestyle factors such as smoking um, age, age it begins and race as well as ethnicity. I'd like to add to that heredity also. During menopause, perimenopause, the body's production of estrogen and progesterone, two hormones made of the, made by the ovaries, varies greatly. I like that they chose the word varies because it fluctuates a lot. The menopausal transition affects each woman uniquely and in various ways. The body begins to use energy differently. Listen to this, ladies. Fat cells change and women may gain weight more easily. You may experience changes in your bone or heart health, your body shape and composition, or your physical function. So take a deep breath because some of these markers you may be experiencing, I have, we are going to be very open and vulnerable and transparent with you today. And what I love the most about it is that Dixie and I, who represent professional women, practitioners, women who educate, um, are not coming at this from this pinnacle mountain that we have arrived at the celestial shores of perfection <laughs> no. in hormone health. And this is how you too can, no. Not at all. Absolutely We're not. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are journeying right along with you yeah. with some tools that we're going to share with you today. So let me officially welcome this beautiful lady about Dixie Lincoln Nichols. She's a 51-year-old postmenopausal mama, science teacher, educator. Pronounce that for me, Dixie. 
Qigong. I want to make sure that I say that correctly. Instructor, <laughs> founder of an award-winning beauty and wellness retailer, which is called Inside Outer, I love that, Beauty Market, and the co-founder of Life in the Pause. In 2012, she had an eat, pray, love moment, I love that too, and resigned from her teaching position to embark on a self-care sabbatical. Her work exists to support women on their health and wellness journey, including those experiencing peri- and post-menopause, so that they can thrive through the transition. I uh, just lost my place. Y'all give me just a moment. She believes in the sacredness, wholeness, and expansiveness of well-being and the menopausal pass passage and cares deeply about creating and curating resources, experiences, and safe spaces that support longevity and vitality. We had an offline conversation about our own journeys and where we are and the work that we have uh, been called to to assist, support, and guide other ladies. So I would like for us to start, Dixie, by um, if you would share with us a little bit about your menopause journey. Okay, so in hindsight, it began for me at 38. Mm. At that time, I had no idea what was going on. At 38, I started having heavy bleeding, lots of PMS-like, PMS-ish symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then at 40, I was diagnosed with uterine fibroids. Um, you know, the fluctuating of the hormones, the headaches. Yeah. I also started having some anxiety, um, heart palpitations, mm -hmm. and... The fibroids were the most telling symptom, but it hadn't informed me at the time that it was perimenopause. I didn't find mm -hmm. out until much later. So I left my job for this self-care sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 my goal was to remove my uterus. I was, I was really? going to remove my, yes, I was, because it was so painful. Yeah. The periods were so long, yeah. the clotting, I mean, and all of the, the unpleasant symptoms of yeah. uterine fibroids, I had to deal with on a monthly yeah. basis. And so I was losing a third of my blood every month. I was iron mm. deficient and I'm already iron deficient because I have a very, a rare blood disorder called beta thalassemia minor. I just carry the okay. tray for it. Okay. But my red blood cells are slightly smaller. So on top of that, with the, the bleeding from the uterine fibroids, mm. it was just sucking the life out of me. Wow. And so I decided I was going to take it out, take out my uterus, do a partial hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. Two days before the hysterectomy, the scheduled hysterectomy, I had to see my OBGYN at the time. And in conversation, she was preparing me for the, the surgery and she gave me some uh, medications to take at home. And she said to me, I said to her, you know, I'm nervous about this. And she responded, you know, I don't know why women are so attached to their uterus, especially if they're not having any more children. Ooh. And I was shocked. I was shocked that a medical professional, wow, someone who wow. I've been seeing for several years would even say that to me. Wow. And I didn't even have words at the time. I, I said nothing. I was numb. And I went downstairs. I remember taking everything she gave me. I went down to my the car. My husband was waiting. And he was like, what's wrong? And I mm -hmm. told him. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, right there and then I made the decision. I said, I'm not doing the surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with these urine fibroids mm-hmm. myself. I'll find a way. And so the research began. Uh, at the time, um, I also was becoming a health and wellness nutritionist and the health and wellness coach. And so I started to dig really deep into the, the, the things that could be causing the uterine fibroids to exacerbate. I hadn't landed on perimenopause yet. Still hadn't landed on perimenopause. Mm-hmm. My doctor went to everybody and no one said a word about perimenopause. But it was the research that I continued to do. It was like a rabbit hole. I kept going deeper and deeper. And then, of course, I started to eliminate um, ingredients from my skincare products. I started to, you know, any all of the xenoestrogens that could be, you know, getting absorbed through my skin into my bloodstream. I started to remove those from my, um, my, my lifestyle and my products. I started to remove foods that will cause my estrogen levels to spike. Mm-hmm. And anything that would feed the uterine fibroids, I started to eliminate. And it was all a lifestyle I had to create for myself. And so I, I went away to the School of Naturopathic Medicine in the UK for a little bit, and I studied there. And while I was there, I learned that in Europe, they banned over 1,800, I think it was either 13 or 1,800 ingredients mm-hmm. from skincare products. And I was like, wait a minute, yeah. what is going on in the United States of America? Why is it the wild, wild west? Why is it a free-for-all? And why wild can't they? Yes. <laughs> Why can't they understand or just even acknowledge that it's different strokes for different folks, that we are not a monolith by any means and our bodies are different and respond differently to ingredients, right? Some people's bodies will never exhibit an adverse reaction to some of the the, the synthetics and even some of the naturals that go into the body and some will. So... That's how I, I found the clean beauty industry and started to regulate what I was putting into my body. Um, so I amplified my nutrition. I amplified what I was putting onto my skin. I amplified what I was doing to my gut because then I learned about the estrobolome, which is you know the, the, a part of the gut that's responsible for, um, for, for menopause and can affect the the menopausal experience Mm -hmm. and so all of this led me to realize i was like wait a minute during this time the hormone levels are fluctuating so much it's like my hormones was at an all-time high i had estrogen dominance Mm -hmm. even though i was told i had estrogen dominance i still wasn't told well you know this is quite common during perimenopause not a word and so i had to deduce that for myself and when I realized that that's what was going on, um, it made it even all the more urgent for me to create a lifestyle, curate yes. products and create products for myself. And then, of course, it, it became others so that we can live healthier and experience wellness during this time. And so I remember I went to my doctor. She's a really wonderful person. And I did go to her and I said, listen, you know, I'm experiencing these symptoms and what have you. And she says, oh, yeah, it might be menopause. And, you know, the first thing she said to me was, you're not going to be taking any hormone replacement because you may not need it. And I was like, "Okay, well, thank you for telling me that. I appreciate that candor and I appreciate that perspective. 
Um, and she was like, just see what the experience is going to be like for you. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of it. It was not an extensive, long conversation. We didn't go dive into what it might mean for my body. And so again, I had to research and find out everything. So then I started writing everything down because I keep a journal, started writing down all of the yes. symptoms I was experiencing, um, when they came, how long they came, um, how often you know, they came, how long it lasted and, and just trying to get a sense of what was happening to my body and tuning into the sensations and the changes of my body so that I can better understand what to do to my body to feel well. Yeah. And you know what? I came up with my own, my own formula for, mm. for living well. I came up with my, my own life style practices for living well. And that was really amplifying self-care and doing what I needed to do for my body every single day. Yeah. Um, not because every day was perfect, but because it wasn't perfect and I wanted to feel well. Yeah. And so um, out of all of that experience, understanding what was happening with the uterine fibroids and why it was happening and making the connection with perimenopause, all of that led me to starting my store, which was Inside Out of Beauty Market, mm -hmm. where we curated yeah. beauty, wellness, personal care, and household care products to support the body inside and out. And I have to tell you, in 2018, I started having a lot of pains in my stomach, like excruciating pain. And I went to the emergency room and they did a sonogram. And the doctor said to me, oh, your fibroids are disintegrating. They're degenerating. And I was like, hmm? He says, yeah, usually when they are degenerating, yeah. it's very painful. Yeah. And he was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm not feeding them. Yes. That was my response is like, I'm not feeding them. And there was a whole other spiritual aspect to it as yeah. well that I sort of tapped into. But on the physical aspect, you know, just giving my body what I needed, um, utilizing restorative practices to, to optimize my well-being, you know, and just putting things on my skin that I knew was healthy, mm -hmm. especially when it was absorbed into my skin and it wouldn't harm cells or, it, you know, the potential for harm wasn't there. And doing as much as I could that was in my control yeah. is what led to that outcome. Yeah. Wow. So 2018, fibroids started to go away. Mm-hmm. I love the thorough approach that you took to, I often say, use the phrase, um, get back into the driver's seat of your health. And it will look different for each one of us. Um, ladies, It your journey will be your journey. It will look different for you. It has been a very particular journey for me. Um, it has been a particular journey for Dixie and uh, living in a female body will continue to bring its own particulars and uh, changes and challenges. Um, I'm thinking about some things that you shared while you were sharing your story, Dixie, and thank you for your openness and, and, and your vulnerability <laughs> and sharing what was going on, what you were feeling and the steps that you took. We know... Ladies and gentlemen, we know that um, being well and whole is not a linear job. At all. Journey, what may work for your peers may not work for you. Uh, one of the goals of this talk tonight is to encourage you to personalize your journey. 
to discuss your journey, uh, have a uh, support group or a person that you feel comfortable enough to talk to about what you're going through. Something Dixie said that I absolutely love and that is that she started to take notes. She started notating and journaling what was going on with her. And I, I, I believe that that is a huge source of empowerment. Yeah. Number one, for yourself so that you can track but also when you go and see your doctor, your health team, your physician, that you're able to show them, right. demonstrate that this mm -hmm. is uh, what's been going on. You are your yes. first doctor always, with or without the white coat. You're your first doctor. Absolutely. You know when something is shifting in your body. And while we're talking about this journey um, of menopause, the symptoms will vary. Our experiences will vary. I am going to put on the screen just a few. And when I say these are a few, just a few of the symptoms that you may experience while you are journeying through this rite of passage. I find it interesting as well. Just kind of play on words. We, we know about perimenopause some people spend time on the term premenopause I've, I've spoken about premenopause in the aspect of those who are preparing for perimenopause and menopause actually being clinically being the day that you have gone 12 months without a period that's your menopause that's it. <laughs> it's that's one day <laughs> that's your christmas okay that is your christmas that is that's your menopause Following that day, you are in postmenopause. You want yes. to speak on that, Dixie? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's just because we use the term menopause mm -hmm. to mean everything, yeah. right? But the, the whole transition is menopausal, yes. tra is a menopausal transition. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, on the 12th day, your anniversary of not having had a period, uh -huh. You are officially in menopause, and then the next day you are in postmenopause. So, for example, my last period was on November the twenty third, twenty twenty one. Last year, on November the twenty third, I was officially in menopause. On the twenty fourth, I was in postmenopause. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and so that's just how it works. Yeah. Think about celebrating that. Um, yeah. There are some joys in this thing. That's one thing that I have, I have loved. I'm, we're going to share her information at the end. Yes. But one thing that yes. I truly loved about your journey, Dixie, is that, first of all, you make it stylish. Oh, my <laughs> God. She Why not? so fashionable, you all. She makes it stylish. Um, I love that you represent the matured woman in such a way that there's grace, there's power, there is sexiness there is empowerment and what I would like to see more of us who are aging and looking at aging well to know is that this is a significant part of life number one okay, okay. your significance is just beginning okay. and you make it absolutely what you need it to be and what you want okay. it to be. And uh, let me just put some of her pictures back up. That's what I love about her. Yeah. Um, tai Chi. She does Tai Chi. She <laughs> loves juices and smoothies. She takes the time to really tap into her body. And I think that, um, not I think, but I know that if we're going to journey and continue journeying through the pausey seasons well, we're going to have to tap into the joy.
joy of them. So Dixie, I would like to ask you uh, some of the things, some takeaways that you want to make sure that our ladies have as they journey through perimenopause or if they are, if they are uh, experiencing their menopause moment or postmenopausal. Right, right. I just want to piggyback on what you said earlier in terms of celebration. Um, I'm the co-founder of Life in the Pause, and one of the key tenets of, of that organization is celebration. Um, on, my, on the anniversary of my uh, menopausal, on my menopausal day, anniversary of my 12th month without having a period, I had a celebration. The entire day was about rituals, and I call it Meniversary, so I like hashtag meniversary was my meniversary, <laughs> and I I had such a great time. I yeah. danced because a week leading up, like maybe two weeks leading up to that day, my body began to feel the urge for celebration, and I'm like, what's going on? I don't even like having a birthday party. What is going on here? But I decided to honor that and lean into that sensation and lean into that feeling on that day, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day, my anniversary day. So I encourage people on that day, if you know what it is, have, have create rituals, have fun, um, really embrace that day because then the next day you're in postmenopause and things don't always stop there they continue on and it's you know every stage it's a different set of 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 complexities you may deal with yeah. but it also comes with a different set of joy Absolutely. that you get the opportunity to create for yourself and some of the things overlap so i would say i, I want to say this I know the whole theme of this is mindset and so many women suffer through the menopausal transition. Um, and so I feel like having some key tools mm -hmm. in your toolkit, in your menopause toolkit will help you to rise above a lot of the, the complexities that comes with it. And, and it can help you create some joy and, you know, navigate this experience a whole lot more mm -hmm. readily and seamlessly. So the first thing is to pr practice what I call triple A. And this is for whether you are in perimenopause, yes, <laughs> menopause or postmenopause. Practice triple A and that's awareness, acceptance and action. Mm -hmm. Literally be in awareness of your body. You are not going crazy. Yes. When you start feeling those weird symptoms, like yes. a maybe an electric shock or dizziness or vertigo or dry eyes, dry mouth, ringing ears, yes. um, pay attention to it. Be in awareness because you know your body better than anyone. Once you become aware of what's happening or a change that's happening, accept it accept that this is indeed happening to me because if you don't accept something you can't take action right. and then once you accept then you start taking action well what do i need to do to navigate this situation whatever it is whether it's nausea or headaches or weight gain what do i need to do mm -hmm. once you accept that it's happening then you can take action mm -hmm. so that's one thing the second thing is self-care Practice self-care. Do something every single day to nourish your mind, your body, and your spirit. 
nourish your body with nutritious foods because not every food is going to be conducive to your well-being during this time, right? You've got to worry about things like cardiovascular health. You've got to worry about blood glucose levels. You may have to worry about um, weight gain. And then there is brain health. All of these things we need to um, eat well in order to optimize. And then restorative practice like i do qigong and tai chi Mm -hmm. but you can do but there is prayer meditation Mm -hmm. um breath works uh walks in the park nature walks what have you find a restorative practice and sink into it um utilize your breath when you need to to bring you home to your body so you can ground and center whatever the self-care self-care is for you practice it as regularly as possible May I yeah because it's something right there before absolutely you continue. i just absolutely. I really want to emphasize what she just said you hear yeah. a lot of channels practitioners gurus pages social media platforms always um sharing tools but I will vouch and certify and verify, confirm and affirm that it is necessary for your mental well-being as well as how you message to your body that this is how we're going to journey through this. We're going to meditate. We're going to exercise. We're going to pray. We're going to take on some new practices so that we can navigate Foreign waters, foreign yes. lands. It, it's absolutely. Not, it's not an option, ladies. These Shouldn't be things that you must do in order yeah. to journey well and whole. Absolutely, ahead, absolutely. Okay, the third thing would be to seek support. So many women are experiencing menopause in a silo. Mm-hmm. I did for a while, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm a very curious person. I love to ask questions. I, you know, age gap friendships for me are very important. So I have tons of young friends and I have tons of older friends. So of course I tapped into my older friends, tapped into my grandmother, tapped into my mom. It's like, okay, I started asking questions and then, you know, the floodgates open and people started giving me lots of information, tons of information that I was able to utilize. So seek support. So from friends, from family members, from um, healthcare providers, doctors, coaches, nutritionists, whomever you need to seek help and support from community, seek support. Mm. Yes. Communities, everything for me, it is communication and community that really has been the, the foundation and the core of my well-being. Not and, and I say well-being, and please note that well-being does not mean perfect being. <laughs> it yeah. just means that I have these tools that I can turn to. Communicate what you're going through, what's happening. Talk to the people who you need to talk to. Ask questions of the people you need to ask questions of. And then um, do, do that in community if you can as well. And spend time in community with like-minded women with, on podcasts and communities like Lashana's and, you know, and, and Life in the Pause. This is how you're going to get through it. Trust me, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And then the next thing is to release expectations. Release expectations. (laughs) Because what your mama went through, what your sister went through, what your girlfriend goes through, what your... 
may not be your experience. No. It most likely will not be your experience. There are similarities between people, but like Lashana said earlier, we experience menopause very uniquely in our own way. And so release any expectations and allow. And that's why you need to be in awareness because when you release the expectations, you're able to be in awareness of what you're going through mm -hmm. and not what somebody else. And you'll be like, well, she never had hot flashes and you're sitting there expecting not to have a hot flash. And then you get one and you deny that it e is even happening. Like, nah, couldn't be. Exactly. So release the expectations. And then the last thing is um, to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. Menopause comes with complexities. Yeah. It comes with a set of experiences we've never had before. So it's yeah. very new. Be yeah. optimistic about the process. Um, you know, the old narrative that we, we've been hearing, you know, all the shame and the stigmas and the myths and the taboos, let's get rid of those. Mm -hmm. Let's think of how we can experience menopause very differently because there are a lot of us out there who want transformation. Yeah. And I don't mean like the type of transformation you get from the symptoms, the change, not that change, right. the transformation in perspective mm -hmm. and also in experience mm -hmm. so if you are optimistic about that and and you're creative and you mm -hmm. enter the space with like okay how am i going to enjoy this experience the way that i want to enjoy it it's going to make all the difference yeah so difference. yeah so those are five things i really encourage you to bring into your life so that you can have an experience that you desire I love that. You touched yeah. on some of these um, that I have on the screen now, just empowerment on the journey. If, if you didn't yes. touch on all of these, having support, <laughs> it, it does matter. We are, I think if we're, if you're paying attention because, and I say paying attention because what, what happens is once we start to experience yeah. something, then we dig into more information. So whether okay. you're finding more pages, more social media sites, or you're yes. finding more information on whatever social media platform you're on or through having conversations, you may start detecting that a little bit more conversation exactly. is being had now, which is a great thing. Uh, but yeah. reaching out for support, we're re removing the stigma, which is another major reason why um, this night, this event was important so that you could see women. I'm representing perimenopause. Dixie is representing postmenopause. And for all of you who are everywhere and in between, uh, the support is absolutely necessary because once you begin to isolate, it creates more space for more angst and anguish and depression. And consequently, that's wreaking more havoc on your cortisol, the yeah. other symptoms, insomnia, blood sugar imbalance, insulin uh -huh. resistance, uh -huh. um, uh, an inflamed body. All of the yeah. things that perimenopause and menopause can already start challenging will be if you...
can exacerbate uh -huh. when you isolate yourself. So I want That's you right. all, That's right. uh, as Dixie has expressed, to have support, find support. We are here. Uh, the second thing, and she's touched on this as well, is log and journal. Number one is for you. Secondly, it's for your health team. It will help you articulate yourself so you don't feel insecure when you're in the doctor's office or you, you know, um, have memory fog or your nerves get the best of you or whatever yes. it is, you need to be an advocate for yourself. Okay. This is okay. important for those reasons. Um, and then having a health team that you trust. Uh, many of you know about my film, Black, uh, Black Bodice, that talks about the advocacy. And yeah. it talks about the preparation of us being ready for doctor's appointments so you don't feel that dismission. Um, have a health yes. team that you trust. Know that you can get first, second, and third opinions. Know that you have the right to switch out your doctors if you need to. That's right. uh, next one, being flexible in this season. Dixie touched on that as well. You'll have some, some times where you feel like you're in full throttle. You've got your rhythm and things are going well. And then a day comes and it seems like everything is toppled upside down and inside out. And you feel like you're starting <laughs> from scratch. And you're having a day where nothing seems to be coming together. And you have yeah. to step back and do one of those practices that she just shared with us and breathe. Take some breath, some breaths, and the breathing techniques I tell you work. They work. beautifully. They and they are the quickest to grab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always with you. Ooh, they are always with you. So yeah, yeah. be flexible in this season, you all. Uh, learning your new body. That's one reason why uh, my program, Dear Pausey Body, exists is to oh. learn this new body. Uh, right. The body does change on you. I don't care. Yes, I don't care how well you think you live. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter how I'll put it in quotations. Clean you've eaten in the past. How much you've exercised. Um, if you're familiar with holistically well and and my story, you know that I have done all the things: personal trainer, uh, nutritionist, holistic health practitioner herbalist, all of the things. And when perimenopause hit, it sent me into wreckage. <laughs> Shook you. <laughs> what is going on? Nothing that used to work, worked. Right. So right. having patience, dear Pausey body ex ex uh, exists because of that, because we have new bodies that we have to learn. Uh, okay. These bodies that we feel are in betrayal mode there. It's that it's that uh, stereotypical scene of the soap operas where someone has betrayed someone and they're doing all oh. the things. It's that typical scene um, learning that some things that you did in the past mm -hmm. may need some tweaking at this yeah. point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's I, I, just to piggyback on what you said in terms of the body. And some people, I think one of the things that I allowed myself to do was to grieve mm. what was no more, mm, what, what changed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I had to, because my body changed and I had to, pra I still practice mirror works. I stand in front of my mirror naked because my body is Come not on, the same body. Yes, but I also understand that this body 
is benefiting me at this particular time in my yes, life. Okay. And it's not unwell. It's, it's very well. Yes. And once I allowed myself to do that, everything changed. So for me, it started with, you know, and again, my journey is different from everyone's. Mm -hmm. It was the gray hair mm -hmm. and then using a big magnifying mirror. Like I mm -hmm. literally look at myself through a magnifying mirror. I mm -hmm. see every nook and cranny, wrinkle, crinkle. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this for years. So I've gotten so used to it mm -hmm. that I couldn't care less now what anything. Right. So it was like taking control, mm -hmm. taking control and that helps so much. So if you look at your body every single day in the mirror, trust me, yes. you will fall in love with your yes. body. I encourage yes. that. Yeah. It, it is a must. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of dialogue with my body. We talk yeah. all of the time. Um, I think I did a podcast, podcast episode a few episodes ago about the new body. We talked about periods and pausy breasts and all of that. And I shared uh, with the ladies that I, you know, I talk to her sometimes like she's a little girl. <laughs> sometimes I talk to her Love like it. she's sis. Um, sometimes I talk to her like a grown woman. Okay, now look, listen. Yeah. Come yeah. on now, yeah. we yeah. You to cooperate yeah. with me today. Because she's all those things. She's all yeah. those things. Yeah. And, and yeah. learning Love how that. to talk talk to yourself anew yeah. and yeah. give grace to this new body. Yes. Helps you well, love your body as you journey through these rites of passage, we have yes. a statement here, Dixie. Shawnee says, could a woman experience cold flashes always feel cold instead of hot flashes during menopause? Yes, it's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. Some people have cold flushes where their bodies just instead of being hot feels cold. And some people fluctuate between hot and cold flushes. So it depends. Yeah. So if you're feeling it, it's not, it's not unusual. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I'll add to that too, Dixie, one of the reasons why we experience cold flashes is uh, typically because your hormone levels are changing. Um, it's affecting yes. that part of the brain, the uh, hypo, hypothalamus, which is responsible for regulating the body's temperature. I love that our, our, our brains are so unique and our brains are going through the change as well. Our brains are journeying our with us. bodies. Yes. It's whole. And so your brain yeah. is trying to figure out how to regulate your body temperature. And so sometimes exactly. flashes can happen as yeah. a result yeah. of that. Yeah. She had another one. What are estrogen yeah. boosting foods? Excellent. We're going to go through some resources and some tips, uh, Shawnee, in just a moment, too. We want to make sure that you all are equipped in as many ways as possible. So thank you for asking that question and, and hold on to it. Hold tight. We're going to get to that in just a moment. I'm going to put this list up real quick just so, uh, ladies, that you can um, take a look at it. And then we have some resources as well. Let me put these on the screen. These are some that I'd like to share. Uh, NAM, the North American Menopause Society. You can find them online and I'll put the website in the comment section so that you can pull them up. I want to invite you to download Dixie's podcast. It is excellent. It is very thorough. It takes you through the entire 
holistic experience of womanhood. She's talking about the emotional, the psychological, the physical aspects, the spiritual aspects of this journey. She has great guests on there. I'm a podcast girl. Y'all, I love <laughs> I can tell I love that you are. <laughs> to download her podcast um, my podcast as well holistically speaking um, with myself Lashana A. L. Moore we have very matter of fact conversations on that thing wow. and then the other Love one um, that I invite you to consider the website is IMS that's International Menopause Society uh, I'll keep these resources up for a moment while we address Shawnee's question about estrogen boosting foods, um, I'll share some. Uh, be before I do, I want to give our special guest, Dixie, an opportunity to respond to Shawnee's question. Oh, yeah. So tofu, do you like tofu? I hope Shawnee liked tofu because it is loaded with estrogen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the phyto what are some other phytoestrogenic foods that you can turn to um flaxseed i do believe yeah flaxseed flax meal is also really good i usually put like flax meal in my yeah in my smoothies um I, i'm drawing a blank right now honestly hummus, I'm gonna, let me put a few. hummus is a great phytoestrogen yeah pull it up um, as well I, let me respond to the tofu suggestion that you gave i like it to me tofu has a neutral taste um, I think so too, yeah. Yeah, which means that you can season it and you can cook it in a variety of ways. Um, you can get that texture. If you're a texture eater like I am, you can, and I'm talking while I'm typing, y'all. Right, can, right, right. <laughs> you can prepare it the way that you want it to be. I'm just putting right. a few, just some, some ideas of estrogen foods that I'm thinking of. Let me put yeah, it on the same, screen. Yeah. Uh, those are a few. Oh, I did not use punctuation, you guys. I am. I'm sorry. I know better. I know better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not add those. But these are a few. Um, Nuts and seeds are good, too. Yeah. Nuts and seeds. There's, uh, there's one that I'm thinking about that's high in estrogen. It's a yam. It's a tuber. Say it again. Mm. A, it's a, a tuber, a yam. Oh, I forgot what it's called. But it's very high. Yam. The purple yam? No, no. Oh, it's very high in estrogen. Uh, there's another one. Um, there's purple yam. There yeah. is uh -oh. water yam. Uh -oh. um, let me say this while you're thinking of that. Um, Dixie is also from the Caribbean. She's a Caribbean yam. Yes, yeah. Let me I'm from Trinidad you. and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Are, have you found any native practices, native foods, particularly since we're talking about foods that have been helpful? Um, there are herbs and we can discuss that as well, everyone. I want to be mindful of the time of this podcast as well, but I do want to make sure that we give you ample information. But is there anything that you can think of natively that has been helpful? You know, no, to be honest, because I never had the conversation around menopause with my family. I migrated here when I was 16 years old to the United States. Mm -hmm. And 
So I never, my grandmother, she'll tell you she never had um, menopausal symptoms. Like she swears. I'm like, you sure you didn't forget, Granny? You sure? She says, nope, I never experienced menopause. My grandmother never even wore deodorant in her life. She never, she's never worn makeup. She is just like a plain home girl, just living the island life, you know, off the seashore. And she didn't. My mom, she experienced menopause, you know, opened the window, closed the window. Dad complained, mm -hmm. but never did anything for it. So she had alopecia. She lost her hair because of, of course, like higher testosterone levels, but she never addressed those issues. Mm -hmm. But in terms of food, there was never any foods that were discussed to support menopause. So everything I know in terms of foods to support menopause, I know mm. here, mm. foods that I learned of here, but none of them are indigenous to the Caribbean. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of sea moss, sea moss, which is something that is um, prevalent in our, yes, yes. So I've heard sea moss is good. Um, also, um, fermented foods like, uh, Mm -hmm. green bananas mm -hmm. is good that's mm -hmm. good for your gut and anything that's good for your gut is good for your estrobolome which is going to help with um your estrogen balancing uh so uh, aside from those two i'm sure there are more yeah. but i need to do some research around it i cannot think of them off the top of my head because i don't know off the top of my head yeah what we also have available, uh, ladies, is um, a resource link that will be on the site. I'll, as we prepare to wrap up, that will be one of the links that I'm going to share with you. We have some digitals and some tangibles for you to claim as a result of um, hanging with us tonight and listening to this conversation. Uh, we want you empowered. We want you hopeful. We want you helped. We want yes, you yes, to realize yes. that this is normal, that you are normal, mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm. are not crazy, that you have the right to be supported, uh, you have the right to be heard, and to journey through this thing with as much patience and love of yourself as possible, and take advantage of, of uh, these resources. So let me just put that Absolutely. real quick. You'll be able to go to Dear Pawsey Body to claim these gifts, these links, and these resources. And Dixie, would you please share with us how we can connect with you? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Thank you for your, your, your presence and for having me in community with you and your audience. I appreciate it. So you can find me at DixieLincolnNichols.com. That's my website. You can find me on Instagram and um, at DixieLincolnNichols. And you can also find me on The Pause Pod. So that's The Pause Pod. I think the handle is very different. Um, it's not The Pause Pod on Instagram. But if you find me on Dixie Lincoln Nichols, there's a link there that will connect you to The Pause Pod. And you can also find me on Life in the Pause. I'm the co-founder of Life in the Pause, where we curate experiences for um, people who are going through the menopausal mm -hmm. transition. And we just had our first festival on the 7th of October. So that's really exciting. So I would love to connect with you and be in community with you further. 
So it's on the screen, everyone. If you need uh, a reminder or once this episode has completed and you want to find these resources, they will be in the show notes. But I did put her website. It's a beautiful website. It is an information-driven website that it's the kind of website where you can grab some tea and a blanket and just snuggle and just read. And I like that. Point out that she has um, a a menopause quiz um, on the site as well. That I encourage you to take the quiz. It will ask you some very poignant questions and um, help you to determine where you feel you may be. I think that's also helpful because menopause, as well as perimenopause, is not necessarily a exacting diagnosed type of experience. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a disease, right? It's not yeah, a disease. so it's absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Disease. And I'm going to put Dear Posy Body's website back on the screen as well. Um, your final takeaway for us tonight, Dixie? I would say to everyone, communicate and community. Mm. Like communicate with the people in your lives what you're going through. Communicate with your significant other, your children, your job. That's slow, but it's happening. People on the job are about to get a download on what menopause is. So communicate, communicate, communicate. And don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Uh, You are going through something that's completely okay. Your body is doing what your body is supposed to do. And find community. Find community to exist in. It's fun. It feels better. It's healthier than experiencing this in a silo. So communicate, community. I love that. Communicate and community. I love alliterations. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and it's easy to remember as well. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to give a special thanks to my sister friend here, Dixie, for her time and for sharing with us. Make sure that you connect for your growth, for your development, and share these with other sisters. Definitely share uh, holistically well with other sisters. Share Dixie's information with other ladies. Um... The web, uh, not just not just her website, but Life in the Pause, which is what she so uh, yes, what she yes. spearheads yeah. as well. Support those things, and you'll find a lot more joy in the journey. 